what's up you guys welcome back to me tv reviews i am your host mo and today we will be discussing power book three raising canaan season two episode 10 titled if you don't know now you know <laughs> oh man paying homage to the late great biggie i'm gonna assume that's where they got that title from and man this episode was definitely one for the books. It was a classic, y'all. This episode was so freaking good. All right, you guys. I hope everybody is having a wonderful day. And so without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it, y'all. So the episode starts off with 50. And he's saying that he never got into drugs because he didn't want nothing to be able to take control of him in that type of capacity. To where once you let it take a hold of you, it basically sucks you dry until all you have left in your possession is what you hold in your hands. And so as he's talking, we see Sam. And he done probably burned through all that money real quick as he comes and smokes crack with one of his fellow junkies. And so as they're enjoying their high, Marvin comes in crashing the party and puts two slugs in the other junkie first. Leaving Sam telling Marvin that... He's going to go get on the bus right now, okay? He got his ticket and everything. He just wanted to get one last high before he got the hell out of Dodge. And so Marvin is just like, see, that's why I can't be nice to Ninja. See, this is what happens when I try to be nice. And so he was like, someone always be trying to take my kindness for weakness. Like you trying to play me for a sucker out here in these streets. And so Sam... I guess he figured, you know, this is his last ride. The jig is up. Marvin ain't going to let him out of this one. He ain't going to be able to talk his way out of this one. And Sam was like, well, shit. Since it's my last day, can I just take one more hit before Marvin doing me in, right? And so Marvin is just like, all right, whatever. And so as he's taking his hit, Sam tells Marvin that he actually used to be a CPA, the irony of it all right and people used to trust him with their money just for him to fall victim to a drug that took all of his away ain't that crazy y'all anything in excess like that is scary and so as he tries to give advice to others uh well he was saying that people used to trust him with their money as he tried to give them advice about how to grow theirs he was losing all of his money and so he tells marvin you know sometimes once you turn the corner you can never go back and so i'm assuming that this was meant for marvin meaning once you do one thing that can set off this really bad domino effect of bad shit that's to come and so marvin sends him to infinity and beyond because he pops him in the chest and in the head so sam is gone y'all marvin tried to warn him he told him that if he didn't leave he was gonna have to he was gonna have to take him out <sighs> marvin you can tell he was definitely upset about having to put sam down but like i said it had to be done oh well rest in peace to sam so unique rose up on rocket he meets her at the diner and unique warns her that baselli is coming and she was like, I already knew that. She ain't never been scared, though, so <laughs> it's whatever. She ready whenever. 
And so she was like, once all this stuff in Jersey is over, she wanted to offer Unique a position in the upper rankings. And he was like, yeah, thanks for the offer, but he just can't see himself working for any, you know, anybody else besides himself for the long term and tells her that him and Warrell are actually going to branch off and start their own thing. And so she was like, all right, that's cool. Good luck to you. As long as you stay out of my way, you know, we good, you know. So he tells Rock that, honey, God broke the mold when he made her. And then he asked her if she's ever caught feelings for him. <sighs> Y'all, unique is unique is fine. <laughs> Even with them goals in his mouth like that, unique is fine. And but Rock play it real cool, y'all. She play it real cool. And they, you know, they done did some flirting back and forth. So I'm sure she had caught a feeling or two. I don't know if it was still there by the time they had this conversation. But, you know, I'm pretty sure she had before. And so <clears throat> she was just like, as much as they got beef, you know, you would be surprised to think that after all of this, they, they are still able to sit down and have conversations like this. But Unique reminds her that, hey, it's a thin line between love and hate, all right? It's a thin line between love and hate. That's what he said, y'all. That movie is good. Too. I, I, I need to go watch that movie. But Unique is some, something nice. He is something nice to look at, ain't he? And so he tells her to stay up and he leaves the diner. That could have been something real special. I, I seen it for them. So over to Famous. Famous tells Kanan that if he gonna continue to crash with him, sir, you gonna have to start chipping in, okay? I need some money, like, now. And so Kanan asks him what he thinks about getting back on the block, and Famous tells him, you know, that they need more than that right now. Like, all that little uh, $20 here, $40 there, that ain't gonna be enough. And Kanan was like, nah, gee, I got a plan to take back what's already mine. Okay, Kanan, you and all your sense of entitlement, which is spoiled ass. Meanwhile, Lulu is at the studio, and he's opening up some mail and is shocked by whatever he sees on the invoice. So Ziza comes in wanting to get in the booth, right? And she tells him that she had made a beat, and so he listens to it, and he likes what he hears. All right, it's got a, it's got a nice little bop to it. And, and so he tells her to go ahead and hop in the booth. I guess he'll have to worry about the, you know, whatever was on the paper later and the finances later. Time to make some music. So we see the church boy leaving out his house, right, or out of a building. And Juke runs up on him and just bops him in the eye. Because he the reason that her mama and that whole damn congregation tried to ambush her and shame her into conversion. And so he tells her that Kenya put him up to it to ask her out to see if she was actually really interested in dudes or if she was like a straight up lesbian. And he was like, we see how that turned out. And he calls her a dyke bitch, y'all. And she beats the hell out of him. And as she should, like, so disrespectful. So much so, y'all, that the law done rolled up on him, Uh, well, them fighting or her whooping his ass. And she ain't stop, y'all, even when she hurt the whoop whoop. <laughs> she ain't stop when she hurt them so. And so they ended up arresting her and putting her in the back of the squad car. Oh, Juke. That's right, girl. You stand up for yourself. 
fuck him. So overly ambitious comes into one of the crack houses looking for Sam. And one of the guys tells her that Sam can fuck off because he gives her, uh, because he, he out here being bougie and thinking he can, you know, go to the nice building where they got like all of the uppity <laughs> crack, I guess. I don't know. The, the building where he smokes his crack is nicer than the building that this guy's currently in. And so, um, he ends up giving her the building where Sam be smoking at. So we know where she finna head to next. So over to Buselli. Buselli pulls up to like this pet shop that's more like a fish shop. And he's looking for his friend Stefano. So Stefano, who is one of his fellow Italians, he's very slick and he's handsome for an older guy, okay? Buselli just wanted to warn him about the noise that he finna get ready to start up because he finna get ready to go to war with Rock. But Stefano lets him know that she done actually already pay him a visit. And y'all, he called he called Rock a Tootsie Roll. I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult, but I'm gonna take it as a compliment. Cause Tootsie Rolls were good back in the day. And Tootsie Rolls was popping. So I'm gonna take it as a compliment for her. So, he tells Baselli, because he's like Meek, all right, he lets him know that he doesn't want to be put in the middle of their feud, and whatever they got going on, that's their problem, not his. And so, he tells them to be quick about whatever action he gonna take, and then after the dust settles, stay on his side of the river, okay? Don't come back over here with that foolishness. Once all of this shit is done, you stay over there on your side, and don't come back over here, Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and so Buscelli is like, you got my word. And then he offers to buy the biggest fish tank in the shop. So there you go. So some shit is definitely about to start up now that he done let his boy know what's up. So over to one of the trap houses. Y'all, they in there bumping. They playing today was a good day by Q. And... It's just a vibe, y'all. Now, granted, they're not doing the right thing by pushing these packs, but the music definitely fits the mood, right? Kinda. It's kind of like when you go to the gym and you got your, your workout music. This music is definitely fueling the mood. So, we're going to roll with it. So, Kanan looks to see if the coast is clear, because he done rolled up in there, right? Because, like he had told Famous, he gonna take what's, what's been his, okay? It's rightfully his. It's, that's how he feel. So, Kana done rolled up in there. He checks to see if the coast is clear, like I said, and he tries to sneak some packs real quick, right? But Marvin ends up catching him, and he questions like, what the hell are you doing? And Kanan tells him that he's taking some weight, and Marvin brings it to his attention that he's noticed that this ain't the first time that he done did this shit. And Kanan simply tells him that he he can't steal what's already his. That don't that don't make sense. I can't steal something that's already mine. <laughs> and so Marvin tells him that Rock needs to know about what he's doing, but Kanan tells him he don't give a fuck if she know or not. And so then he tried to leave out the door, but you know it's a security guard standing there. And so Marvin just give him the nod to let Kanan go. Um, little boy, I know you think you grown and all, and you grew up in New York, but little boy, you need to watch your mouth when you're in the presence of your elders, little G, okay? 
Kana got some real brass balls. But that's what happens when you let shit slide one too many times, okay? Now he feel like he entitled to every, everything. And that is definitely not the case. So then we see this detective questioning the nosy neighbor across the hall from Freddy's about what happened. And so Mr. Ventura, that's the neighbor's name, is obviously frightened and says that he doesn't remember hearing anything. Of course. That was the story back then, and unfortunately, it still seems to be more prevalent than not in our community when crimes like this take place. So, if you see something, say something. Like, you can make an anonymous phone call. But, the shit gotta come to an end eventually. Like, it's just crazy how stuff like this was going on decades ago, and it's it's still happening. It's just like racism. Anyway... So, he tells him he and see shit. Of course, the detective gives him his card and is just like, okay, well, if you change your mind or if you remember anything, just give me a call. And so, he gives him the card, like I said, but as soon as the detective leaves, honey, Mr. Ventura throw that card on the floor. And so, maybe Famous might actually get away with taking Freddie's life after all. I don't know. We'll see. So Rock is meeting with Lulu and Marvin and she feels them in about the hitters that she got coming to help them. And then she also feels them in about where Unique and Stefano stand when it comes to the feud with Buscelli. And Rock gives them the pep talk about what's coming very soon. Okay, so she was just like, look, this is just a little, you know, like a little lane change. This ain't even a speed bump. All right. We're going to get through this because that's what we do. We run New York like fuck them new jersey people this is our shit you know just like that pep talk like we done been through worse like i said this is just a little lane change this ain't even a speed bump we just gotta tough this one out and then after that everything is gonna be good as gold i hope she right about that but y'all i don't think everybody gonna make it out alive i just don't so detective daddy shows up to the crime scene and it's actually sam's crime scene to be exact and he sees Overly Ambitious there and lets uh, she lets him know that Sam was actually finna go on record again about his shooting. And Detective Daddy tells her that he actually likes Sam. And he's upset, you know, that Sam had got got. But he was a crackhead after all. So whatever he was gonna say can only be taken with a grain of salt. And then he asked her, like, what you trying to get at? Because she... um. She tries to make the connection between the two shootings. And he was just like, just stop. Just stop with all the bullshit. She, she's not going to stop. Even though her, her main witness is now dead, she's still going to try to figure out a way to get Kanan. <laughs> so he just going to have to take her ass out. She just going to have to go. That's it. Point blank period. So the crew is leaving Rock's house and Marvin tries to do like a mental check in with Lulu like, are you okay? And of course, Lulu tells him, no, I'm not okay. I'm not at all okay. All right. And so then Lulu takes off and he leaves. And then Rock tries to taunt Lulu for being soft. Like he getting weak out here in the streets, but he not. He just got a lot of shit on his mind and he just expressed it differently than what she, what she want him to. And so Marvin comes to his defense and then he tells her about Cayman coming and picking up some of the work. And so she was like, the nerve of that little ninja, like, okay, cool. 
And so she tells Marvin, don't worry about Kane, and she gonna deal with him real quick. That's a damn shame. But she the reason. She the reason that he got involved in this shit in the first place. I digress. So, Juke done got bailed out of jail, but when she comes out, because she was like, who sprung me? And he was like, the police officer was like, hell if I know, you know, just know that you, you caught bail. So, when she comes out, she don't see anybody for a quick second. And then, Overly Ambitious comes and reveals that she's the one that actually sprung her from jail. But, because she sprung her, now she needs a favor from Juke. And so, y'all, this trick had the nerve to ask Juke about Kanan being Detective Daddy's son. And we all know Juke ain't finna, finna get that information up. And so, of course, Juke denies it and tells her the DEFCON is his dad. And she was like, but since you done did me a few favors, let me do you a favor and let you know that you got a target on your back. And so she was like, what? And so she was like, yeah, the people that you think is on your side is gunning for you like they're gunning for the rest of us in the neighborhood, all right? So you better watch your back. <sighs> Do y'all think it's starting to sink in with her that she's drifting into the deep end of the pool? <laughs> like, why should this 16-year-old have to tell you that you got a damn target on your back doing all of this stuff that you're doing? <laughs> For it to finally make sense. Like the light bulb just went off in your head. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> and so, Lulu is in the back seat, right, of this car. And he is gearing up to air out somebody, all right? He got his, he got his gun ready. He done loaded up the chopper. He ready to go. So, they rolling three cars deep, y'all. They hit the corner. And they run through the Italian spot and they sprayed up real good, right? And so, as they sprayed them up, they managed to hit majority of the group. Because it's a group of guys standing outside the spot. And I, I don't know if they're security or if they just came out for a smoke break or whatever. And so, it's about five or six of them. And like I said, they're just out there talking. And Lulu and them come through and spray up the, spray up the spot. And they hit about four or five of them. And so... Buscelli hears the gunshots of course they run outside but it's too late a message sent and delivered bitches okay <laughs> this is war <laughs> so real quick famous and Kanan are moving work on the corner and um Kanan is the one that's kind of announcing that they got some crack and Famous is the one that's got it in the stash spot and he's taking it out and handing it to the customers after they pay Kanan. So Famous comes around the corner to confirm that Kanan got the nod from Rock, but he tell him, forget what she's talking about. Let's make this money. I don't need her approval. And so Famous was like, okay, whatever, whatever you say. All right. So that's that. Down to the bank, we see Lulu is trying to figure out where the extra dividends came from for the studio. And the bank manager tells him that Crown has sold some of his shares to someone. So Lulu still has a very silent partner that he knew nothing about. And y'all, once he started looking at the paperwork, y'all take a wild guess who the silent partner is. Y'all ready? Did you guess? Tell me. 
Y'all, the silent partner is rock. Lulu just can't get away from her to save his life. No matter how hard he tries, she is literally got her hands in everything that he's got going on. So, y'all, he is pissed with a capital P. So, we're going to see how he handled this situation. Back to Rock. So, Rock is with Marvin and they're meeting with Traymon and Abraham about proceeding with business now that they done took care of Cartier. So, Traymon informs Rock that, um, yeah, we ain't gonna no longer be needing your services. <laughs> and so, she was like, what? Said, huh, said, what? Come again. And so, he was like, yeah. Seeing how Cartier was the middleman, we just rather not take on another middleman or middle woman in this case. And y'all, she is completely in shock. She done put in all this work to get this man knocked off for nothing. Are you serious? And so she was like, How you gonna do this shit without me? You need me. And how the hell did you find out about the dealings with the Italians? Because they had mentioned the Italians too. Excuse me, y'all. And so Marvin puts it together that they went around them and went straight to Joaquin. This is the first time I've ever seen Rock shook and upset like she was. She, y'all, of course, she always be trying to think ahead, but how in the hell is she going to handle this situation? How is she going to bounce back from this? Because she was really banking on Traymond and Abraham and, you know, their whole setup coming and joining the crew. So how is she going to bounce back from this? And what is she going to do to Joaquin and Juliana? It ain't looking good for your girl, y'all. Meanwhile, Juke is meeting with Nicole's dad and he's pleading with her to talk to Detective Salinas about putting a stop to overly ambitious. And so, y'all, as he's pleading with her, Juke is just, she's done, she's at her wit's end about it. And so she finally breaks down and tells him the truth about Nicole's death and her having snuck the rocks from her bag. And, you know, once she snuck them from her bag, she smoked them. And that's what killed her. She accidentally overdosed on a bad batch of drugs. And initially, he doesn't believe her, y'all. It's so sad. He's in denial. And so he just tells her that he thinks that she's lying because, you know, she wants to keep from getting into any trouble by telling on overly ambitious, right? She don't, you know, he don't want to get her into any more trouble than what may already be presenting itself. But you tells him again about what really happened to Nicole. And so after she tells him for the second time, she apologizes to him about what happened to her and tells him that she doesn't want to lie on overly ambitious. And so she just can't give a statement to, to to Detective Salinas. And so she gets up and she leaves. And y'all, he is absolutely stunned. And now he's forced to sit and deal with processing the entire truth about who his daughter was and how she actually died. So then the next question is going to be, is he going to come after Juke and possibly Kanan and them because Nicole got the bad batch from them and not from overly ambitious? 
oh, it's definitely going to be some repercussions down the line some kind of way. I just feel so bad for him. This is awful, y'all. So Rock goes to Joaquin and y'all, she is coming in hot, okay? She come in snapping at him. But Juliana actually steps in and she warms up and admits that she was the one that made the power play, not him. And so she was like, they came to the store. When they came to the store and presented me with the deal, we made the deal. And honestly, this was best for business. I know you may not agree with it, but I mean, this is the best outcome for us. And so she tells him that that ain't how business work, okay? He knows how the business operates, and that's not how that's supposed to go. And so she was like, well, shit, if y'all doing stuff backhanded like this, I can find another connect. And Juliana challenges her and is just like, okay, good luck trying to find another connect like this. And so Marvin steps in and advises her like, hey, maybe we should leave before some shit happen or get said that we can't come back from. And so they end up leaving. And when they leave, Joaquin tells Juliana that Rock is dangerous. And she simply says, okay. And so am I. So, y'all, we thinking next season it might be Queen Pen versus Queen Pen. But the nerve of Juliana like Rock. Listen. Juliana done came a long way, okay? We remember her when she was getting her ass whooped by her husband. And Rock came in and set that man up and got him knocked off. And, well, she killed him herself. She killed him herself. And, you know, helped Juliana beat that like mm -mm. stop it so we gonna see we gonna see i'm sure rock gonna have something real good in store for her it's just a matter of time so over to overly ambitious she takes kane into the place where he shot detective daddy right and she spits her theory to him and she tells kanan that she know better okay oh I feel like I missed something. Okay, so as Kanan is, um, when him and Famous were on the block, Overly Ambitious hit the block, right, and saw Kanan. And so she ended up hemming him up and arresting him. And Kanan, not Kanan, Famous, like I said, he had the stash in, like, in the alley. And so he grabbed the stash and he booked it, y'all. Like, he took off real quick because he was not trying to go back to jail. And so she ended up arresting Kanan. So then, this is where we pick up at. I'm sorry, y'all. I, I wrote that in my notes somewhere, but I can't find it. And so, like I said, Overly Ambitious takes Kanan to the place where he shot Daddy Detective, right? And so she spits a theory to him. And then she tells him that, she tells him that although he may be trying to fool everybody else about DEFCON being his dad, she know better. And she know that Detective Daddy is his dad. And so he, like, tried to shake her off. But then she figures since she can't get him to cop to the shooting, right, then she just gonna arrest him for possession and attempt to sell. But when she arrested him, or, yeah, when she arrested him, he didn't have anything on him. And so he was like, man, that's bullshit. I ain't had nothing on me. You you can't charge me with none of that. And so as she's putting the, the cuffs back on him, y'all, he pushes her. Like, he physically, like, pushes her off of him. And when he does that, she falls to the ground. Why the hell he do that for? 
now he really done it okay and so she was like oh hell no now you know you don't fucked up (laughs) you know you don't fucked up right (laughs) and so he was like oh shit and he just took off running like she don't know where to find you okay all right so (laughs) marvin comes home and he goes to lay down on the couch right and so when he he's starting to get comfortable but he hear this noise coming from one of the rooms upstairs and so he hurry up and grab his strap and he he go upstairs and when he go upstairs he look in juke room and there's juke sitting on the floor folding her clothes and so he he hurry up and put his gun away right and so they ended up having this much needed conversation y'all about her coming back home and he tells her that he gotta go do a run real quick but when he get back he wants them to grab dinner afterwards and so she was like okay and as soon as he said that y'all i just i got a feeling in my gut like okay marvin ain't gonna make it out because why would they point that out to us? Why would they make that sentence significant like that? Why would he say that if it wasn't important to what's going to happen later? So, y'all, I just feel like Marvin ain't going to make it. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. But the way that he said that, I was just like, he ain't going to make it back. And so... She was like, okay, cool. And so then before he leaves out of the room, he was just like, hey, Juke, we got to take care of each other because at the end of the day, we all we got. And she was like, yeah, you're right. And so when he leaves out, y'all, he get all teary-eyed. And he is just, he is so thankful and so happy that she done finally made her way back home. I'm so happy for him. Like I said, I hope this is all for naught and that they can mend their relationship. But the way that they put emphasis on him and his character and how he's trying to do this whole 180 change with his life and actually get his shit together and try to mend his relationship with you. I just don't think that he gonna be around for too much longer. But I hope I'm wrong. So anyway, Rock is at the new house when Lulu walks in and confronts her about her ties to the studio. And she was like, oh, that's been that's been there for a minute. And so, y'all, she started flexing on him. And she tells him that everything he's a part of is because she's giving it to him or she's, you know, she's got her imprint on it some kind of way. But he ain't finna go down without a fight, okay? You ain't finna sit up here and try to punk me just because, you know, you my big sister or whatever. And he mentions, you know, okay, so if that's the case and you do everything for me, why in the hell was I the one that hit the Italians last night? Or why did I do that job on Kanan's friend in the first, you know, from the first season? Or the fact that he took out scrap. Why did I do all of that since you the one that's got to step up and make all of these boss moves and shit like that? And so she informs him that when it came to Scrap, she messed up for that one because she found out that he wasn't the CI, his mama is. And she was like, but that's a part of the business. You know, you take take the losses along with the wins. It's going to come. 
But you have to take those risks. And she took those just so the family could eat. And she's so tired of having the same conversation with him about quitting the business when they both know that he can't because he ain't got nothing else going for him. She tells him that to his face, y'all. And then, after she say that, because that <clears throat> that's definitely a, a hit below the belt, she gets in his face, y'all, and she grabs it. Like, she grabs the side of, the size of his face. And she tells him that she owns him. Just like that. And he is left feeling butthurt, y'all. He looked like he about to do one of them silent cries. Like he about to cry in the car. Like for real, for real. And so, of course his feelings are hurt. Because that's his sister. Like, you ain't got no type of faith in me. You not... You're not trying to push me to do nothing better with my life. Like, this is all the fuck you want from me. You just want me to be your do boy so you can control me and keep me up under your thumb for the my whole life. And so he probably is coming to the realization that either somebody gonna have to die or somebody gonna have to do a long bid or he just gonna have to get the fuck away from there. Because if not, like, mm-mm, it ain't gonna work. Like, the the lines between the, the personal life and the professional life have definitely been obliterated. And it ain't no coming back from that. So, how's he going to figure this out for himself so he can finally get the freedom that he's looking for? I just feel so bad for Lulu. So, I thought Kanan was going to run back to Famous' spot. <laughs> But he actually ended up running to, of course, his other parent, Detective Daddy, and tells him everything that happened with Overly Ambitious. And so, he suggests that him, Kanan, and Rock all sit down so they can finally get their story straight before some shit get found out that they don't want to let slip. And so, meanwhile, <sighs> Overly Ambitious is having dinner with a girlfriend, and she just lets her know that if something happens to her... It was going to be made to look like an accident, but trust, it's not going to be an accident. And she tells her that if something happens, Detective Daddy set it up. So, I don't know. I don't know, y'all. Meanwhile, Aziz is at the studio when Lulu comes in and y'all, he is still hurt and angry by him and Rock's conversation. And so he comes in and he starts snatching up all of his equipment and tells her that he ain't finna make no music there ever again. And so Ziza is like, wow, like, slow down, what's going on? And so he just tells her, my sister's what's going on. It's uh, She's always going on. Like I said, poor Lulu. <laughs> Y'all think he finna just, like, take a nice amount of money and just get out of Dodge? Like, I hope so. He got, he got to get out of there for his own sanity. So the run that Marvin had to make was actually him going to the trap house to check on the business and see how, you know, the day was going. And so while he's doing that, Unique is having his own customer service dispute, all right, with one of the crackheads. And so Unique tells Warrell after, you know, they just shut the door on the crackhead. He tells Warrell that they got to change up the game because... Basically, crack is getting played out, all right? The only people that's doing crack is the old heads 
and the young dudes is you know just like making fun of them and laughing at them because they all they all zombified out here after they you know they catch they high so he was like nah bro we gotta move on to bigger and better things this shit is getting played out so they're gonna have to come up with a plan Meanwhile, real quick, Rock is at the house looking at baby pictures and Kanan is on his way to her, courtesy of Detective Daddy. So over to Buscelli. Buscelli is at the spot. He had his joint and y'all, he put on some music in one of them old jukeboxes, right? And so he's just enjoying the moment, listening to one of the oldies, but goodies while he's sipping on his drink and puffing his cigar, right? And so while he's doing that, we see this montage of all of his boys hitting all the trap houses, okay? Just when I was hoping Unique and them don't get hit, they hit his spot too. And Warrell, unfortunately, becomes a casualty of the game. But on, on the positive side, Unique is able to make it out. But Warrell yeah he was a good soldier though he was a good soldier and so y'all the boys come busting in the studio too and lulu's got this crate in his hand and so he's running the corner when they come in and so he's able to see them and he yells for ziza to get down but of course ziza you know she she just didn't react fast enough because she didn't know what was going on and so she ends up getting hit right in the chest and now lulu is on the floor and these two dudes are coming towards him from opposite ends and so he uses the headphones that he got in his hands as a means of distraction and so he ended up throwing them in the air and when he throw them in the air you know they, they take the bait and he ends up taking both of the guys out and so after i saw that y'all i immediately thought about marvin Oh my God, y'all. Marvin is in the last trap house. I'm so nervous right now, y'all. And so, of course, like I said, he's at the trap house. The boys come in and they're on the elevator. As soon as they step off the elevator, they start bussing, okay? And so they make their way to Marvin's spot. And so... As Marvin and them start hearing the shots, he tells them to throw the drugs down the chute, like down to the floor below them, because, you know, that's how Rock had planned it out. And so they do that. And one of his other guys that's like the door guy or whatever, he ended up getting hit, but he's still alive at this point. And so him and Marvin are going to play the distractors while the other people get away right so marvin gets the signal from his homeboy and so he steps out and just starts firing shots okay because he's supposed to be the distractor and so most of the people actually get away and one of the guys comes around the corner so marvin takes that guy out right and so as he's getting ready to round the corner the other two guys from the italians crew hit the other corner on the opposite end and start shooting at him. And so, y'all, they hit Marvin in the fucking abdomen. <sighs> y'all, is Marvin gonna survive? 
Like, can one of y'all just tell me now? <laughs> I don't even want to watch the rest of them. I don't want to watch it. I'm so scared. And so Marvin get hit, but he don't fall, right? He he keep going because he know if he if he stop, that's it. And so they come down the hallway, the Italians come down the hallway and they manage to shoot the lock off of the gate that's keeping them, you know, keeping the trap house closed off from the rest of the building. And so, like I said, Marvin is still leaking. And so he makes it to the floor that's under them and starts knocking on the door that's designated, you know, as the second trap house. He starts knocking on the door, but nobody answers y'all. Y'all, please open the door for Marvin. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm getting nervous for him. And so he keep knocking, and he was like, hey, y'all, it's Marvin. And he's trying not to be loud because he don't know where the Italians is, but he needs somebody to come to the damn door. And so one of the neighbors a little bit further down the hall hears him knocking, and he opens up his door, and it's like, Marvin, I got you. Come on in here. Come on in here, man. I was not ready to see Marvin die, y'all. So, thank you, Mr. Neighbor Man, for getting him in there. But he ain't out the woods yet. I know he still needs to be patched up. I know they need to fix that gunshot wound. So, hopefully, he can survive that hit and make it out. Because I just can't take Marvin dying right now. Like, it's... I just can't. So, meanwhile... And I didn't think about this, y'all, until this scene actually happened. Kenya is walking to Rock's house. And so she knocks on the door and Rock opens the door. And so Kenya is trying to explain herself to Rock. And she was like, I just need to talk to you mother to mother. And so she was like, yeah, you know, just like talking to her for a second. And then it dawns on her. How the hell did you get to my door? Like security, the the my detail that I got sitting outside should have stopped you before you even made it to my door. And so as she's realizing that, she looks at the car and she sees that the bodies are slumped over in the car. And as she sees that, she also sees these Italian guys, there's two of them. They're coming up from the side of the car. And so she tries to hurry up and grab Kenya and tells her to get down, but Kenya tries to run in the house, and y'all, it's too late. They start spraying, and Kenya back get lit all the way up. Like, they ate her ass up. Oh, Jesus. It's too much. And so, Rock readies herself for them to come through the door. She She is ready. She's got her gun aimed at the door. And so the guys come in and she takes the first one out with no problems. But the second guy comes in right behind them and he manages to shoot her in the shoulder. And so now she's backed up against these boxes because she's not finished, you know, moving all of her stuff into the new house yet. So she's backed up against this box and he says something to her. And all she said was, you do what you came to do. Like that, that's, y'all, that's some bullshit. If you gonna go out, that's one of the better quotes that I've heard. Just go ahead and do what the fuck you came to do. And so just when he gets ready to shoot her, he gets shot, y'all. 
guess who the shooter is, y'all? Guess who's responsible for, for ending him and saving Rock? Unique. Ugh. Oh, God. Okay, so he shoots him and puts him down, but he walks over to Rock, and Rock is looking up at him like, okay, what's your next move? And I'm thinking that, too. But he extends his hand and helps her up. And as he's helping her up, all he says is Southside. So now she's got another ally. She lost one in Juliana, but she's gained one in Unique. If it wasn't for him, y'all, she would have been gone. And I'm glad that he thought quick on his feet and came to her rescue. Y'all, if Unique ain't the one for her, I don't know who is. Y'all think they're going to end up getting it, getting together in season three? I hope so. I really do. They, they would look really cute together. All that chocolate skin. Oh, man. It's just fabulous. I love it. And so as Kanan pulls up, right, to the house, because remember, he's en route with Detective Daddy. As he pulls up, he sees all the bodies that were left in the wake of the hit. But they made it out. But when he pulls up, Unique is coming out with Rock. And how the fuck is this going to look to him that Detective Daddy is, he got Kanan in the car and they're pulling up together to come see Rock. Do Unique know about this already? I don't think he do. Nobody knows about that. That's crazy, y'all. That's the end of the episode. I'm so glad that none of the main people got God, but I'm pretty certain that season three, everybody ain't gonna make it out. Somebody gonna do a bid for a long time. Somebody gonna die. Something gonna happen. Everybody ain't gonna make it. But I'm glad that Unique and Marvin made it out, okay? <laughs> well, Marvin ain't completely out the woods just yet, but we're going to speak it into existence. Because I like Marvin, all right? He's trying to redeem himself. So we'll see. But that's the end of the episode, y'all. What did y'all think about the season? I loved it. I hope y'all did too. Um, Let me know what you think. This show is coming to an end, but that doesn't mean that I won't be reviewing new shows. If you have any suggestions, please reach out to me. Um, you can reach me at my TV reviews podcast without the S on the end at gmail.com. Or you can reach me at me and you TV reviews on Facebook or on Instagram. Let me know if you got some good, good shows. I'm open to a little bit of everything. I do watch a little bit of everything. I might not review it all, but I I, I do watch a little bit of everything. So just let me know if you got any good suggestions. I'm here, y'all. That's all I got, though. So until we meet over the airwaves again, I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much for rocking with me through this entire season. I know I was behind y'all, but I'm going to do better next season. I appreciate y'all for, for riding with me on this journey this is this is a really good show it's it's really good i didn't think it was going to be this good i didn't think it was going to hold up um like power book two but it's it's holding its own so we'll see all right you guys that's all i got so until we meet over the airwaves again i am mo and i will talk to you guys soon bye